Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Uh, yesterday, I think you can fairly say, was not a great day for America, regardless of what side of the political fence you stand and scream from. And so I want to break it on down. I mean, I was I was having a lot of communication with a lot of different people throughout the day yesterday and um, had some exchanges with um, Ozzy Palomo from Chartwell Strategy, lobbyist, uh, on his way. I think you headed to the airport, is that it? Uh, I'm actually heading to Staten Island, Brian. So. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a very, very short, long trip. <laughs> Just long enough to be annoying. Um, listen, you know, we've talked about all the TikTok of it all in terms of, you know, the debate and the vote and, and, you know, the entire Democratic Party went, you know, didn't step in the way and six or eight Republicans, you know, forced a piece of American history, infamous history, I guess. What, what do you think about what happened yesterday? Hey, look, I mean, I, I don't think it was a good day, certainly not for, for the American people and not for the institution. Um, I think this was a train wreck that everyone saw coming from miles away. It was just a matter of timing of, on when this uh, you know, development occurred. Um, you know, I feel for Speaker, uh, former Speaker McCarthy. I think he did the best he could with the, the hand that not only was he, he was dealt, but he helped create. Uh, so at the end of the day, so why do you feel bad for him if he helped create it, though? Yeah, I mean, to just be as a human being, I mean, the fact that I think he did the right thing. I think the fact that, you know, I think, you know, we're hearing some of the folks that were, uh, you know, opposing McCarthy say that it was because of the CR, but I don't buy it. I think this was always going to happen in some way, shape or form. And they, and they caught an opening here over the weekend. Um, but I feel bad for him just because I think, you know, in his heart of hearts, I think he really, truly had the best interest of the American people. Uh, he did a press conference yesterday, which I thought was uh, pretty impressive, and I, I he was very forceful. And I wish he had been that forceful when he was in power, uh, taking on some of the more fringe elements of, of the party. Uh, but look, there was a lot of you know, you, there's not one single kind of you know ingredient that that created this. I think it was a culmination of multiple factors out there, uh, starting with the fact that the red wave that was supposed to happen and give him a bigger margin never materialized. So. I think there's plenty of blame within the Republican Party from Trump on down as to how we got to this point. And now the tricky part's going to be how does the party dig itself out of it and move on? Before we get to that, I, I do want to say that, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I think you're a reasonable person. I think I'm a reasonable person. It's like, do you really have to be punished with your job if you make any compromise? Like, to me, like the symbolic element of that is kind of disturbing. Yeah, look, and I, and I don't know if politics is emblematic of where American society is today or American society you know, emulates the, our political situation, but I, I think it's unfortunate. I think we're in a society that's instant gratification, and I think a lot of folks forgot what it takes to actually come to a compromise and the hard work, and, and politics is the art of the plausible, right? And I think a lot of that has been lost in kind of the steward generation of political leaders right. that have come up at a time when everything needs to happen yesterday and, and we move on to the next greatest thing you know, almost immediately after. So I think I think there's a lot kind of there to address from a social uh, you know, impact. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Gates 
you know, he a lot of people say he wants to be governor of Florida. So this is a bigger picture thing for him. We're talking with Ozzy Palomo uh, with Chartwell Strategy here on Brian and Company and WTIC News Talk 1080. Now to the what happens next. I mean, so you have sort of a placeholder and we have all these these appropriations bills. We have to we have to get the budget squared away before the 17th of November. Um, what do you see happening? Yeah, so right now there is a speak, uh, speaker pro temp, a congressman from North Carolina, someone who I've worked with for many years going back to his first term. Uh, but unfortunately, he's kind of a placeholder. There's not a whole lot that Patrick can do uh, during this time other than to just hold an election for the next speaker. Uh, right now, they've announced that on Tuesday they will hold the candidate forum for those that uh, want to throw their hat in the ring. And they expect to have a conference election for their speaker nominee uh, next Wednesday and then a floor fight shortly thereafter. I don't know if it'll be a 15-vote marathon like we saw with McCarthy. I think the, you know, I think it's going to be hard to find an ideal candidate that can get to 218 uh, as a whole, but I think you're going to start to see, you know, there's about a handful of names that are being mentioned now, everyone from Steve Scalise to Tom Emmer to Jim Jordan. There'll, right. there'll be a couple of other names that get thrown in the mix. That what I about Trump? He, this, all this stuff, you know, the online chatter happened last time, too. You think, I mean, do you re- buy into that at all? I mean, listen, selfishly, if he pulls him out of the presidential race, I think that's good for everyone. But I don't <laughs> buy it one bit. I think that, you know, certainly under law, it doesn't have to be someone that serves in, in the House. But I think it ultimately has to be someone from within the institution to understand how it how it can be run or, or lack thereof. But I, I don't buy the whole it's going to be Trump or someone from the outside. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Ozzy Palomo, Chartwell Strategy. So, uh, one last little question on yesterday. You know, the Democrats, they stood aside and, and let the, the Republicans determine this. Uh, do, do you think they should have stepped in and saved McCarthy? Listen, up until about, you know, two hours before the vote, I guess right before the House uh, Democratic Caucus met, I would have told you that there was enough Democrat support to save McCarthy. I think that changed. I think, you know, McCarthy did an interview on CNBC yesterday morning that he said he was not going to give anything to the Democrats. He was not going to negotiate with them. I think he had the line at some point that he's a Republican, so he lives and dies by Republican. And I think that got played over and over during the caucus meeting. And I think it turned a lot of the Democrats that otherwise would have either stood aside and voted present and, and manipulated the numbers in his favor, or even some like a Jared Golden out of Maine you know, or Henry Cuellar out of Texas that would have voted for the speaker to support him. I think he lost that, uh, you know, during, during that speech. And they just, you know, they surprised everyone and stepped in and voted against him. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it shouldn't surprise anyone. You know, I don't think any Republican would step up and save Nancy Pelosi. So I'm not quite sure why the expectation was that we were going to expect Democratic support to help save a Republican speaker. You know, it's a fair point, but I also I sort of looked at his comments as him sort of saying for once, like, I'm not going to completely compromise myself just to keep the job. Like, that's sort of how I interpreted those comments. That was I, I guess I was wrong about that. Yeah, look, I, I, he was a great speaker. I think he actually succeeded a lot more in a nine-month term than most people anticipated he would have. Uh, but unfortunately, you do a deal, you know, deal with the devil. He comes to collect at, at any point in time. And I think that's what we saw this week uh, with Matt Gates and others you know, stepping up to the plate to, to recall him. We're talking with Ozzy Palomo from Chartwell Strategy. Just real quick, we, you know, you're a Nikki Haley supporter. And you know, coming out of that second debate, I mean, it seems like she's pretty uh, established now in third behind Trump and DeSantis. Um, you know, wh- my question is not a Haley focus, but when are candidates going to start to drop out of this? 
Yeah, it's a good question. And I think, you know, before we talk about whether or not they drop out of it, I think you kind of have to differentiate between national polls and then the polls in the early primary states, right? Because I think if someone, you know, obviously Trump's expectations are he's going to do well in Iowa, he's going to do well in New Hampshire, but who, who comes in second and makes this kind of a narrower field and a narrower race? Um, but I think to your point, I think that's got to start to happen soon because right now you've got a kind of a spread out field that's really kind of diluting that anti-Trump or, or someone else uh, vote, so to speak. Um, you know, and, and it's hard to see a path for a lot of these candidates on the stage today. And so I think, to your point, I think it's got to happen, you know, here in the next couple of months or else we're going to find ourselves in a really kind of, you know, tough predicament. Yeah. Last question before we let you go. Do you think that what happened yesterday will have a lingering effect into the 2024? Because, you know, some people say the Senate's kind of poised. It could go Republican. And now some people say that this kind of move yesterday could swing the House the other way. I mean, what are your thoughts on the impact on 2024? Yeah, look, I don't see how it doesn't have an impact on 2024. I think this feeds right into the Democrat, you know, talking point that the reality is, you know, Republicans can't govern and look at what they're doing in the House. And so I think that's going to be a PR kind of hurdle for the party to clear moving forward. So I just don't see how it doesn't impact 2024 when this literally gives the Democrats uh, not just a talking point, but actually proof that they may be right. Yeah. Good stuff. As always, appreciate it, Oz. Have a good day. Okay. Take care, Brian. All right. Ozzy Palomo from Well Strategy. Just a smart, you know, smart Republican. I respect his views. He knows a lot of people, by the way. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.